Michigan Rise Pre-Seed Fund 3 is proud to be a sponsor of Michigan Venture Capital Association's podcast series, Michigan VC Talk. Michigan Rise was founded in 2020 with support from the Michigan State University Foundation and the Michigan Economic Development Corporation to invest in early stage high-tech startups. This funding enables Michigan tech companies with high growth potential to meet near-term milestones and raise downstream funding for future growth. Michigan Rise partners with MVCA members focused on the earliest stages of commercialization to identify and support high potential technology startups across Michigan with capital, mentoring, assistance with grant funding, and more. To learn more about Michigan Rise, visit www.michiganrise.com. Welcome to Michigan VC Talk. My name is Ara Tapuzian, and I'm the Executive Director for the Michigan Venture Capital Association. On today's podcast, I'm joined with Michael Gross, Managing Director at the venture capital firm Berengia. We got together to review some of the highlights that occurred in the Michigan ecosystem in 2021. Even within a pandemic, some great work has gone on between the investment and entrepreneurial community. Have a listen to our recent discussion. Michael and I are going to kind of recap uh, the 2021 year. Uh, we did this last year and um, it was uh, very well received and we wanted to do this w- one more time. And we wanted to really share some of the highlights and what's been going on, not only in the Michigan community, but certainly with MVCA. So without further ado, Michael, are you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready. Thanks for having me, Ara. Yeah, thank you for doing this. So Michael, the last time we held this review, there was uh, a lot of uncertainty as the pandemic uh, was early on and different from other crisis situations that the VC community had faced. And so this was you know, new waters for a lot of us. And last year, we felt that uh, VC activity was, was stronger than what was expected. As we look at another year, how do you feel about how the Michigan VC community has managed throughout the pandemic? Yeah, thanks, Ara. Um, it's interesting. Last year when we were together, we did feel like we were right in the thick of the pandemic. And now we find ourselves together again in this format. And I feel like we're still right in the thick of the pandemic. So definitely yeah. not not out of the woods yet. Um, but if you recall our conversation last year, we did feel good about the resiliency of the VC community and the startup ecosystem in Michigan. But we did have some questions about how strong the data would be coming out of 2020. I think when we when we uh, completed our research report, we felt very good about the data. We had another really strong year in 2020, despite the pandemic. Um, And we also had a lot of questions going into 21 on uh, how much the pandemic would continue to affect uh, fundraising. And I feel like we had a really active year. So, of course, things opened up a bit. I think there was a lot of pent up demand for capital rounds uh, coming out of 2020. Even though we had strong data, there were a lot of companies that said, hey, we're going to do an inside, small insider bridge round and we're going to focus on our results for 20 and go out for a larger round in, in 2021. And, and I think we saw that. We saw some really, really large rounds get completed in the state this year. Um, so, again, really pleased with the resiliency of the community and um another two strong years in a row, despite the headwinds from the pandemic. 
Yeah. You know, Michael, when we talk about, you know, seed and large rounds, you know, for funding for startups this past year, can you share some examples that represent these different stages and maybe what industries those uh, that are being funded? Yeah, sure. And, you know, I think from seed to the mega rounds, Mm -hmm. we had strength across all sizes uh, and categories of, of types of rounds. Uh, maybe I'll start on the larger end. We had a number of really blockbuster rounds completed in 2021. Uh, a few of those to highlight Work at Health, of course, raised 118 million Series C uh, at a $500 million valuation. So just a fantastic round for a really uh, strong up and coming company in the state. Strat Oncology had a 90 million round. Um, which is another company that's hitting its stride, another another mega round. Um, we had one stream software at 200 million, and that company was valued at 6 billion in that round. Uh, and of course, StockX with a $255 million round. It feels like every year we're highlighting StockX in, in these events because they just continue to grow and, and raise larger and larger rounds. So really good. Uh, momentum on the on the mega round side. Mm-hmm. And then when we look in kind of the bread and butter of the VC community, it's those 10 to $30 million rounds. Right. And, you know, historically, those have been a big deal. And, you know, we're always thrilled to have a few of those uh, in any given year. In, in this year, we had more than 10 rounds greater than 10 million uh, in the state. And I'll rattle through some of them. Uh, Auto Books at 25 million for their Series B, Blue Mira at 10.3 million, Acadium Life Sciences 17.5 million Series B, Floyd announced their 15 million Series B, Orbion with a 20 million dollar Series B, uh, FlexTech Surgical at 13 million for a growth round, uh, Airspace Link 10 million dollar early stage round. Um, Healthbridge, 14.16 million, another scale round. Light Guide came in at 15 million and, and Sky Specs with 10.6 million. So I'm, I'm sure there are more than that. Those are yeah. the ones that, that were highlighted in, in our survey. And I think what's interesting when you look at that cohort of companies in that really significant $10 million plus round, it's across industries. There's, of course, a lot of life sciences and healthcare as we always have. Uh, in the state of Michigan, you've got space, direct-to-consumer, B2B SaaS, and AI, and network security. So really good breadth of industries for those rounds, and also a lot of different stages. While we focus on the size of the round being in that 10 to 20 plus range, some of those $10 million rounds were essentially C rounds, you know, really early stage rounds. And I think that's a a healthy signal for the ecosystem when you've got emerging companies in their first large institutional round raising 10 million plus. Um, Then, of course, on the seed side, we had a, a lot of really strong activity again this year in 2021. And there are too many to name because, uh, yeah. they're, you know, they're smaller rounds and and, and there, there were quite a few. But the, the activity on the seed side is a great leading indicator for future years and the strength of uh, activity in future years. And I feel like we're real, really well positioned coming out, out of uh, mm-hmm. 2021. 
You know, Michael, to, to your point that this is kind of like a highlight reel, you know, we're just going to try and touch on, on some, we're not going to be able to touch on every, every deal. Uh, I would remind or tell our viewers or maybe watching something like this for the first time that you can go to our website at michiganvca.org and sign up to get what we've, what we started this last year, which is a deal flow newsletter. And it's a, a quarterly email blast that we send out. There's no cost to it. And we try to include everything in there. Good news, uh, funding rounds um, and exits and all that kind of stuff. So sign up for those and, um, and you'll be able to see what's going on. So Michael, I said exit. So we talked about funding rounds. It's, you know, let's talk about some of those exits. What, what are some of the impressive ones you've seen this past year? Yeah. And if you recall, we had great exit activity in 2020, despite yep. the pandemic and really strong activity again this year. Um, a few to highlight Swift Biosciences out of Ann Arbor was acquired by IDT. Uh, another strong life sciences exit for the state. Um, Connecticut Labs was acquired by Velocity EHS. Sportsman Tracker out of Grand Rapids was acquired. Mm -hmm. uh, a great exit for that company that was really an up-and-coming company in the state. Uh, Benzinga with a $300 million sale uh, to Behringer Capital. And again, you know, that's the company. So they sold to a private equity group, but we would expect them to continue to grow uh, and thrive in the state. Uh, Rivian had their IPO, which... Um, you know, it's is a great great opportunity for uh, for the ecosystem and another company that's continued to thrive. So, uh, a, a lot of good exits this year. And I think when we look at the VCs in the state, they also had a lot of strong exit activity for their portfolio out of state. And uh, I think that's important to highlight because it's good for our local VCs to continue to build that track record and continue to to raise capital and attract capital to. The Michigan ecosystem. So yeah. another strong year for exits. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we certainly read about, you know, the, the bigger deals that go on and the bigger exits. And, you know, I often get asked the question about unicorns. Um, it seems to be the, um, the, the crystal ball question of, you know, what, what is our next unicorn and, or who's it going to, who's it going to be? Maybe walk us through a little bit what you know, where you think that that's going, because we're seeing bigger deals and we're seeing bigger exits. So it's, it's obvious to think that we will see some more kind of unicorns moving on. So tell me about what you think the next big unicorn would be for Michigan. Well, I, I think it's important to appreciate that, um, you know, StockX and OneStream are already there, right? Those companies right. are well on their way to being Decacorns, uh, in addition to Rivia already hitting hitting that Rivian hitting that threshold. So, um, you know, when you look, we had Duo and Llama Soft, and now we have StockX and Rivian and OneStream. That's a consistent track record of mm -hmm. unicorns emerging from our startup ecosystem, and I think it shows that that's a sustainable trend. So, when you say, you know, where's the next one going to come from? You can look at that list of deals that we highlighted and just looking in this year alone, um, you know, you look at work at health, that deal was done at what was reported as a $500 million valuation. Uh, those investors certainly came into that round at that valuation 
fully expecting that to be a unicorn in the near future. And so, you know, we've got real examples of companies underwriting that in our state. Uh, I think the same with uh, Strata Oncology, which, you know, $90 million round. I don't know the exact valuation of that round, but, you know, that's a that's a post money value where those investors are expecting that to be a a really sizable company. Um, And so I think you look across even those companies that were in the 10 to 25 million dollar round range. Uh, I know some of them are sitting at post money valuations north of 100 million. And when investors are backing those companies at that level, they're expecting multiples on their money. And so they're expecting those to be unicorns as well, um, or some cohort of those. So I think if we look at the track record uh, over the last few years, some of these larger rounds getting done, there are a whole host of companies that could emerge as that next cohort of unicorns in the state. And how important is that for the state of Michigan? I mean, are, are unicorns a necessity? Uh, you know, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, of course, it's it's important. And, um, it, you know, I think it's important that we've had a number of them and, mm-hmm. we, and we're confident we're going to continue. Um, and it's important because, you know, those exits happen, those companies still continue to grow in the state. They don't leave when they reach right. that status. Uh, the employees do well. They then move on to start their next company and have confidence in the startup uh, ecosystem and cycle. And so you've got more companies formed. The VCs get great exits. They're able to raise more capital and fund more companies. Um, and that virtuous cycle of uh, company formation continues. And so it's really important to have them. Uh, we feel extremely fortunate with the success over the last few years. And I think it shows in the activity on the seed and early stage side that we're starting to see companies sprout up out of those uh, those previous unicorns. Right. So we know that when firms fundraise, the result means success for the startup community. And can you share some of the new funds that have emerged this this last year, as well as maybe some of the existing ones that have done some great fundraising? Yeah, I think there were some really important uh, fundraising developments across stages in the state. Uh, and a few of those to highlight, we're really thrilled to see Renaissance Venture Capital raise their fourth fund at, uh, I think, 77.5 was the announcement there. Uh, and, you know, what Renaissance is doing with their undemo days uh, and really stimulating the a- ecosystem has uh, had a tremendous benefit. I think in their press release, they uh, stated that in since 2008, when they were formed, they've attracted over $2 billion in capital to Michigan companies or helped attract $2 billion. Um, and so it's great to see them continue that and to see on demo days really um, as that cornerstone of the investment community and and able to catalyze so many rounds. We also had an announcement that uh, I think was a little under the radar for some folks, but um, the Michigan Small and Emerging Manager Program was launched. That's a $300 million program launched uh, in collaboration with the Whitmer administration and, and treasury and the state of Michigan retirement system. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, the goal there is to back small and emerging uh, managers in the state. And, 
you know, that's a really large initiative and I think a, a, a great a great thing to launch in, in the last year. Um, then at, at Berengia, we raised uh, our fourth fund, MGCP4. Um, so we'll continue to back exciting growth companies in Michigan and the Midwest. So uh, obviously thrilled with, with that development. Um, at, and U of M, with their Accelerate Blue Fund, announced they reached their first fundraising target of $2 million. They also made their first two investments, so important early stage fund um, launching out of U of M. And then Michigan Rise, which is a collaboration between Michigan Economic Development Corporation and MSU, uh, announced an additional $6.5 million in funding uh, for, for Michigan Rise. And they, they also highlighted... In the first year, they invested 3.7 million in 26 companies. Those companies then went on to raise an additional 101.2 million. So you see the value of those early stage right. funds, and they're able to back so many companies at the stage where they really need that critical funding to start up. And then we're seeing the results of those companies raising the larger runs, larger rounds, often from in-state investors and, and also out-of-state investors. So we can't have this discussion without talking about talent, right? I mean, it, it really has to be part of every discussion when we talk about the success of the startup community. So we know the importance of having uh, talent. The debate sometimes seems to be, does Michigan have uh, the exceptional wealth of, of talent in the state? Do you feel that the executive talent um, that we have that here to, to drive the success for these these startups and invested communities. I mean, we've been reading probably more about this even even lately. Uh, but what are you, what are your thoughts behind that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's been one of the big questions we hear over and over again. Does does Michigan have enough executive level talent uh, to support a thriving startup community? Uh, and, and we saw some real developments in that area this year. Uh, right. a, few, a few to highlight. Um, I, I'll put them in two categories. So one is kind of the homegrown or local entrepreneurs that are able to build a company and scale it. And we've had a number of examples of that this year. When you look at companies like AutoBooks and Stephen mm -hmm. Robert, and he was at Bill Highway before that. And, right. you know, uh, scaling that company really well. Uh, Jason Rasnick driving the $300 million exit for Benzinga. And of course, we'll continue to grow that company. Um, and then what Robin and Lisa are doing at Work at Health to go from startup to a $500 million valuation and raise hundred over $100 million. Um, I think those are all great examples of local CEOs that are able to grow and scale and attract out-of-state capital, in-state capital, raise multiple rounds, and ultimately drive exits. And so uh, really, really great to see that. And then we also have the question of, will out-of-state talent come to Michigan? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a resounding yes as well. A few examples there. Uh, Delphinus Medical Technologies uh, recently announced PMA approval which is a critical milestone for that company to then scale their technology commercially. Um, and, and that was really driven by Mark Forche, a CEO that was recruited in from Silicon Valley. His last company was a $400 million exit for Kleiner Perkins. He could have joined any med tech startup sure. anywhere in the country. Came to Michigan, he's thriving here, hitting really big milestones. Um, and just last week, 
MemoryX, a, a promising startup in Ann Arbor, uh, announced Keith Crescent as CEO. And Keith was running the AI chip division at Qualcomm, um, you know, one of the largest chip companies in the world with unlimited budget to develop AI chips and, um, you know, can can really leverage a lot of resources. And he, he found more promise in an early stage startup in Michigan, decided to relocate here and drive that company. So when you look at those two trends together, both the local executive talent driving successful outcomes and the ability to recruit uh, out of state, it, it really shows that I think we, we could stop asking ourselves a question whether we have executive talent that right. can support this ecosystem, but start asking ourselves, how can we continue to develop that talent and continue to put programs in place to, to, um, to recruit that out-of-state talent that, when necessary? If I could put a highlight over that last sentence, that would be uh, definitely a plus. At our uh, annual dinner that we had uh, this past September, we, we were fortunate to include um, the Lieutenant Governor uh, Gilchrist is our keynote presenter. Uh, phenomenal uh, for those that were in attendance that that saw him. He was dynamic, hit hit it right on the head uh, on all accounts. And but what he had discussed was the importance of the VC community. And and the Whitmer administration has been very supportive of initiatives which surround supporting the startup community. Let's talk a little bit about that, because I think that that's worth highlighting. Yeah, I think it's important to highlight, Ara. And of course, uh, Lieutenant Governor was fantastic at our annual awards dinner. And, you know, he does those passionate speeches on uh, entrepreneurship and startup uh, uh, being important to grow the economy. And he, and, he, and he talks for 20 minutes with no no cards and right. you know, he's done it over and over again. And, you know, you can really feel that he gets it and he feels it and he has conviction behind those viewpoints. And it's also great after seeing him speak like that to see it show up in policy and to see it show up in the initiatives coming from the administration. Um, we talked about the small and emerging managers program and, you know, that that was funded by the state of Michigan retirement system. Great to see their continued support of Michigan, but in collaboration with the Whitmer administration. And, you know, I think that was looking back at our years of leadership and putting funds like that together to catalyze the community and saying, what can we learn from our years of history and put, you know, an additional program in place to support those emerging managers. Uh, we talked about Michigan Rise, a collaboration with MEDC, and we've seen the MEDC over and over again collaborating with earlier stage funds and really stimulating those funds to invest at the seed level, which is critical to, to launch that next stage of startups uh, for the ecosystem. So great to have MEDC continue to support that. And I think um, there's a, a lot of continued focus at MEDC on startups and entrepreneurship, and I think we'll see some great things in 2022 along those lines as well. Um, and then with the American Rescue Plan, we saw uh, uh, Governor Whitmer's uh, Startup Resiliency Initiative, mm -hmm. and you know that's $140 million for direct investments and fund-to-funds investments, as well as $50 million dollars uh, for grants to organizations that help provide services and support for startups and entrepreneurs. And so, 
you know, you've got another almost $200 million proposed out of the American Rescue Plan directly for the VC ecosystem. Um, of course, there's still some work to do to finalize that, but you see the intention and you yeah. see the administration following through on those themes that uh, Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist so eloquently summarized at, at our dinner. Yeah, and and it seems like we're we're seeing more and more as every day goes by toward the even toward the end of the year, you've got state legislators that are, um, f- you know, pushing the issue of just kind of building rebuilding this economy. I mean, it's what we've it's definitely what we've got to do. So we're hoping for greater things to come for sure. Yeah, and you know, it it it, it is it is good to see, and it's it's good to see continuation of that legacy we have in Michigan. Um, A lot of the success we're seeing in the community now is the result of hard work over the last decade and programs that were put in place in 2008 through 2010 to help stimulate the ecosystem. And so these, these programs have been shown to work. And we had a little bit of a gap where other states in the Midwest launched some programs that were pretty um, uh, innovative and it's good to see us starting to think of taking that to the next level and re- you know re-engaging with some of those those initiatives. Right, definitely. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Michigan VC Talk. This show focuses on guests that are investors, entrepreneurs, and other thoughtful leaders that are making a difference in the Michigan ecosystem. Produced by Michigan Venture Capital Association, a nonprofit trade organization designed to bring together venture capital industry participants in the state of Michigan and act as the voice of the Michigan entrepreneurial and investment community. For more information, visit us online at michiganvca.org.